Hey everyone, welcome to another Devo with Patrick and Jamie. We're just going to jump right in. <laughs> like, don't look back. We're jumping right <laughs> in. And uh, today, Pat, what <laughs> verse are we in? Uh, <laughs> wow. This is like unexpected. Okay. Uh, today we are in Matthew chapter 22 and we're going to read verses 1 through 14. It's the parable of the wedding banquet. Now, if you remember on Wednesdays, we're going through the parables and this is where we're at. So uh, here we go. Starting at uh, verse one in chapter 22, Jesus spoke to them again in parables. And just a, a quick side note, this whole section is all Jesus talking. It says this, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth for many are invited, but few are chosen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. Before we even get started, this story, this parable was read at my ordination service this last week and I was sitting next to my son. And very loudly in the ordination service, he said, well, that's not a very encouraging story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it was, I, I didn't hear him say that. And he does have a good point. You know, the other thing that's really cool is the devotional that came out on Sunday was also used in your service. Uh, and I knew this one yeah. was coming up next because I, I set the, the schedule for all this. And so while I was sitting there hearing it, I thought it was super cool that two passages that we have spent a lot of time in were like used. And, and I had nothing to do with picking those passages. So I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Uh, well, those, those passages are part of the lectionary for that Sunday. Uh, which is kind of like a reading plan, an old school one. But um, this partic- this series that we're doing on parables has nothing to do with the lectionary. Yeah. So pretty I, cool how that comes I, together. I literally wrote out this Wednesday to, uh, parable series. I picked all the passages on September 1st, like forever cool. ago. Isn't that cool? But you know, your son has a point, right? <laughs> you know, uh, what did he say? This yeah, isn't yeah. a very encouraging passage. <laughs> No, it's not like cheery and welcome, welcoming, right? It's like, oh, hey, uh, time hand and foot, throw them outside, they'll be weeping and gnashing your teeth. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's like, it's kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, so Patrick, let me ask this. Have you ever thrown a party and invited a bunch of people? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, how did you feel when people didn't show up? Uh, well, I mean, there's, there was a mixed bag of emotions, at least for me. Uh, I invited more people than what could attend. So, okay. Okay. Anticipating people would say no. Now, when someone said no, it was a bummer. It was kind of sad. Yes. But I, you know, on the inside, I was like, well, that's actually going to work out kind of well. So, but, um, yeah, I, it is a bummer when people can't, can't show up. And f- yeah, I mean, this is a parable, but I could imagine emotionally, uh, when like people that the man doesn't really even know, or the King doesn't even know very well, like can't show up. That's a bummer too. It's a, uh, it's pretty crazy, man. You know, I've, I've had parties and things where I invite people and, and it's one thing when people are invited and they just kind of like, you know, they, for whatever reason they can't go. It's another thing when like no one can go at all. Right. When everyone's like, nah, 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 I got like stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. I've never thrown a party and like no one has come. And it gets a little out of hand in verse six here where it tells us that some of the servants who are basically, these are like living Evites. They're the ones who are going out, like inviting people. Um, (laughs) It says that the people who were invited, like seized his servants, mistreated them and killed them. Yeah. What? Like what a plot twist in in this story. And and then it says like, okay, the king was mad. So he sent his army and he destroyed the people and burned their city. Yeah. This like this party got way out of hand in a hurry. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you don't come to my party, I'm going to murder you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and burn, burn your, your house city. down. <laughs> because you murdered my Evite. So therefore you're getting murdered. There's a lot of drama in this invitation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, exactly. But, you know, we can feel better about it because this wasn't... This isn't a story that actually happened. This isn't someone writing a, a historical, a story about his, a historical event. This is right. not, this is just a, a parable. It's used to explain and show a point. And we're here today, right now, to figure out what Jesus is trying to say yes. with this story. <laughs> yes. And what are we hearing in it? And what does God, through the Holy Spirit, want to teach us through it? Uh, and today, and sometimes you can read these things five or six times and still you're like, I don't really get it. Um, sometimes you can read them 10 times and you might start to understand them. But then on that 11th or 12th time you read it, uh, it changes and you might get yep. something else out of it. And that's what's kind of cool about scripture and what's kind of neat about parables. So, yeah, um, we got to go to the beginning of it to, to come up with some understanding. So we look at it and it's Jesus talking, obviously, and he's talking about the kingdom of heaven again. And that's been kind of a common theme through this parable season is talking about the kingdom of heaven. And he talks about a king and his son. Mm-hmm. Now, whenever you're thinking about a king and his son, a lot of the time it's good to go to God being a king and Jesus being his son, right? Yeah. So that that's kind of a big deal. And there is a lot of wedding imagery that's used when uh, they talk about Jesus. Um, however, usually we're not considered guests at the wedding. 
Uh, the church, meaning people who follow Jesus, are the bride. Now that gets a little weird. Mm. Um, I don't think Patrick, you've ever tried on a wedding dress, but um, never. You know, stranger <laughs> things have happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go out there on a limb and say you haven't wore a wedding dress um, uh, because you don't consider yourself a bride. You'd be the groom. But in the metaphorical sense, right, we are united to Christ uh, and it's Christ who does that for us. Um, And so the church, meaning all the people who follow God, are considered the bride of Christ. That's Mm -hmm. kind of one way to look at it, right? It's like we're so important that we get to be the bride. Um, Patrick, if you were a bride, would you be a bridezilla? Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> You'd be like, I have to have the $5,000 dress and the uh, 14-foot tall wedding cake. Yep. Everything. And I know that's not true because your wedding, you had uh, you had pizza. It was really good pizza, <laughs> but you didn't, uh, you didn't get super picky. Well, yeah, <laughs> but that's because I love pizza. <laughs> so. That's true, and that probably has a lot to do with your wonderful, your wonderful wife Megan, and uh, uh, her, she's not a bridezilla. No, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that probably has more to do with that. Anyway, so Jesus is talking. He's talking about a wedding banquet, and he's talking about invitation. I think what's important here really is the fact that there's a king who wants to invite people to something, yeah. and it's something he cares about. It's something that's important. It's something that's a big deal. And he wants to let the people be a part of it, right? Like, he doesn't have to invite the people. He's allowing them uh, to be a part of it. Now, if I was invited to a pretty epic wedding, um, I would want to go. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, Patrick, what's like the most, like the craziest wedding you've ever gone to? <laughs> Can I say mine? <laughs> yes, like, I you mean, can totally see yours. Yeah, yours was mine. epic. <laughs> yeah, but you know, mine wasn't prepared by a king. So, I mean, here that's where it's different, right? If I was gotcha. invited to a wedding that was prepared by a king, I'm sure it would be the most over-the-top, uh, done up, 100%, like everything is on like the, the best of the best, the highest scale, because it's a king. And the king kings generally like to show show off and it's like a, a good way for them to show how powerful they are. And of course, you know, uh, a king and his son, he wants to really put, put up and uh, make something good for his son. And so if I was invited... I would say yes in a second. I'm like shocked that the people that he invited said no. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I mean, it it is kind of shocking. I think, and if you're shocked by it, probably the original people who who listened to this, they'd be shocked by it. They'd be like, oh. Oh, of course. Yeah. Why didn't they go? Right? And it's not like they... They were like, oh, you know, I, I got to plow my field or I, I'm like super busy. I have family in town or I'm going to be on vacation. It says they refused to come. That means that they had nothing better to do whatever day that wedding would be. And they still said no. Yeah. And he he doesn't just like invite them. Like that's one thing he does. But he sends his servant. So think about how crazy of a wedding this is that you'd have a personal invite from a servant oh, yeah. <laughs> coming to your door, knocking and saying, we're ready. The yeah. banquet is ready for you. Um, and the people just don't come. And he sends more servants, right? Tell those who've been invited. Um, and he even says like, hey, tell them that like there's going to be some good food. So he says the oxen and fat and cattle have been butchered. We're talking about the best steak. 
Oh yeah. The best of the best. The best of the best. It's like I have taken the fattened calf. Usually like the fattened cattle are the ones that are like set aside for the best of the best, like Wagyu beef or whatever. I don't know if you've seen that stuff. Um, it's the cows that they like feed beer to and give massages to so that they'll be like extra super fat. <laughs> oh. Um, those are the cattle. These are these are the animals that have been butchered. So he basically says, hey, go tell everyone like the party is on. The food is great. So they go off. The servants go off to do another invite and they don't they don't show up again. Come to the wedding banquet. And they're like, nah, nah. So the people just didn't pay attention. Um, like you said, you know, they went off to a field. They went off to the business. They went and did their regular stuff. Um, but then it says, and this is where that verse six gets weird, that some of them took the servants and killed them, uh, which is not a good thing. And so the <laughs> yeah. king, king then goes back. So what is this talking about? Well, I think when we look at this passage, we have to realize the servants are the messengers of God. So those would be like the prophets of the Old Testament uh-huh. and even the prophets of the day. Um, so you think about someone like even in Jesus' time, John the Baptist, John the Baptist was calling people into this new life of living for God. And he was baptizing them down at the river and he was calling them to repentance. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was what John was doing. So John was like one of these servants. He was telling people like, Hey, there's this whole new life. It's an amazing life. It's, it's a fantastic life to live, but you need to show up to the party. And, and 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 every time in scripture you hear of these people who are prophets, they get ignored and they get persecuted. And so I think that's what Jesus here is talking about. He's talking about these people getting uh, ignored and persecuted. And and so we've seen in um, in the scripture, especially the Old Testament, you have a lot of prophets just getting murdered for you know no other way to say it, getting killed. And then God getting uh, kind of vengeance or retribution on the people who kill the prophets. So Jesus is obviously saying like, hey, I'm about to get married and have a big party here. The prophets have talked about it, but you've ignored them. You know, it's time to come in. And then it changes, right? Verse eight, things start to change. Yeah. Or verse nine, really, right? Yeah. Like, because he told his like, his walking Evites, <laughs> his servants, you know, just go out to the street corners and just invite uh, anyone you find. It doesn't matter really, like, really who. And it says the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. Now, yeah. <laughs> every single time I've taught on this Bible passage to middle schoolers, what I like to do is when I start the message is I take everyone outside and our church is right on a, a kind of a busy road. And, yeah. I, and I said, all right, now look, look around and look to see if you see people walking or look at, at the people you see driving by. I say, imagine like <laughs> you inviting all of these people, random people to your wedding. There you go. <laughs> it's like, and they're like, what? I said, well, this is what, what this passage is about. You know, anyone you're just look around any person you see at the shopping mall, people walking into the hardware store. It's like you imagine being told you had to go and just invite them. It'd be crazy. It'd be no one you knew, maybe one person you kind of knew. Yes. And that is not what we normally do, right? <laughs> right. We, yeah. We uh, we get real specific with those lists of people we want to come to the parties. 
but uh, but here it is. God's like, hey, let's fill this wedding hall. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's fill this place up. The people I invited, and when we think about people who are invited and we think about the chosen people of Israel, we think about that, right? That that God's chosen people are the people of Israel and that they're invited to this party, but a bunch of them said no. So God was like, ah, everyone's invited to the party. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> plan B, yeah. everyone. Um, Which is kind of cool. No, it's great. I had a friend who got married and in his wedding he decided he wanted to invite as many people as possible. So he had it at a church in like a big hall, like a reception hall. And he served uh, Starbucks coffee and Krispy Kreme donuts. That was all they had at the reception. Nice. And his invite, he printed on a postcard so that he could just hand them to people and invite as many people as he wanted. Dang. So he could do like a budget wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty epic. And so I remember I barely knew him at the time. Like I, I just met him like a little bit and, and he's like, oh, hey, I'm getting married. I'm like, oh, cool. Congratulations. Here's and he an reaches highlight. in his pocket and he pulls out an invitation. He's like, yeah, yeah, you can come. I'm like, <laughs> That's oh. awesome. I ended up not going. Oh. Wish I had. But uh, uh, I was, you know, I was one of the guys who was tending to my field yeah. uh, instead of uh, going to the wedding. But but it's kind of cool when you can invite everyone. Now, there's a problem, though, right? They're inviting the good and the bad. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah, and that could, go, that could go either way. And I think that the king, in verse 11, kind of picked up on that. Uh, it says, the king came in to see the guests, and he noticed a man who was there that was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, how did you get in here without wearing clothes, friend? Without wearing wedding clothes. Okay. He was wearing something, just not wedding clothes. Good. I'm glad he was wearing something. <laughs> and the, the man was speechless. Now, if I, if, like right now, if I walked out and invited everyone I saw, walked around for 30 minutes, invited them all to a party and said, hey, you got to dress like you're going to a wedding. I'm sure there'd be a good handful of people where that would be incredibly difficult. But they were there. But the king told them... Uh, the king tied him up and threw him outside into the darkness where there was weeping and gnashing of teeth. That line came up again. You want? Should we figure this out, Pat? What do you think this is about, man? I think that everyone has permission to be in the kingdom of kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. Christ is actively inviting everyone constantly to the kingdom of God, but there are people that will willingly choose to not accept Christ into their hearts and maybe even go as far as like uh, to challenge that worship, um, a false idol, uh, whatever that might be. And I think that in this passage, Jesus is maybe exaggerating what the King did. Uh, but maybe saying, Hey, you know, everyone's invited to my kingdom, but like, if you're not going to be like a, a team player, a kingdom player, it's going to be hard for me to like continually like accept you and let you in, which sounds kind of weird and dark, but I think it's, I think Christ, Jesus is trying to say, Hey, you know, it's not hard to, to get into the kingdom of God because everyone's invited. It's not hard. It's actually harder to not be in the kingdom of God. Uh, and there's, because there's very few things you can do where maybe you would get kicked out. So I don't know. That's kind of my thought on the whole thing. I, there's a couple of things that are peculiar. I don't have an answer to them. I, tr I try to look up, you know, some some little deals just as we were talking to try to figure it out. But 
but the term that's used here for a wedding garment, like the the, pr- the problem with this guy is he doesn't have a wedding garment. He doesn't have the right clothes on, right? And mm-hmm. and in this time, a lot of people didn't have fancy clothes. It wasn't like you'd go put on your super fancy clothes or like there was an appropriate wedding gar- garment. Um, a, an appropriate wedding garment at this time would most likely actually be someone who's getting married would wear the right wedding garment. Hmm. Um, so I wonder, and I don't know if this is true. This is just a sneaking suspicion that maybe the, the problem with this guy is he's supposed to actually be a part of the wedding, right? Like if if we are the bride of Christ, maybe this guy is supposed to be getting married, but he doesn't have the right clothes on. Yeah. And uh, and when I guess maybe at that point in history, you didn't have the right clothes on. It, it meant you weren't taking it seriously. You weren't a part of it. Right. Now, the other thing when we think about putting on clothes, Galatians, there's a passage in Galatians that tells us, uh, that we have to clothe ourselves with Christ. Right. And that means the blood of Christ uh, that clothes over us, that is on us, that separates us from sin, is what allows us to be in the presence of God, is what allows us to be in the presence of the King. Mm-hmm. And if we deny that, and if we don't accept that, and if we don't want that, if we don't wear that, then we don't really belong in the presence of the King. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we look at this and we think, man, harsh. Um, And it's supposed to be harsh. It's supposed to make you say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. This doesn't seem right. Um, That's the purpose of of the story. Yeah. And and the beginning of it is supposed to be harsh, too, where the people don't show up. And you're like, why wouldn't they show up? That's weird. Yeah. Um, And so when we read parables, it's always good, I think, for us to pay a little attention to what parts of the parables make us feel uncomfortable, because a lot of times that's where we're going to learn. Uh, about what God is trying to teach us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So thank you for checking out today's devotional, devotional on the parable of the wedding banquet. And be sure to tune back in on Sunday because we're done with the Philippians. We're going to check out Exodus. So be sure to tune in for that. We'll see you then. Bye, friends.